Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. We're live on WYSL until 1 p.m. That means that you, the listeners, can give us a call, 585 346 3000. That's 585 346 3000. Shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WAZK out in Newark. Appreciate y'all being here as well. And of course, our friends listening online too on the Free Solution Facebook page, a Free Solution YouTube channel, or any of the Kevin Wilson pages where this is also being broadcast. Again, appreciate y'all being here. All right, so today, well, we got a couple topics on the mind. Uh, so, first, we'll probably talk about the. Uh, the new narrative that's coming out of the mainstream media this week, it's they're trying to, to build the case for lockdowns again, build the case for universal masking once again. Uh, I'm exhausted by this. I'm sure you're exhausted by this, too. But it matters. It matters for your liberty, our liberty and, you know, how we move forward as a society from a pandemic. Right. Like when what is the end game? Where do we stop this? Uh, and, and it's interesting because there, there's two seemingly opposed groups in this that are reinforcing the same narrative, singing the same tune, and I'm going to talk about both those today. And if we get to it, if we get to it, if we don't spend most of the hour talking about that topic, I'll also talk about uh, some news related to the Buffalo Bills. I, You know, I've been wearing my Bills hat. I actually just won a cool Thurman Thomas mini helmet yesterday. I'm really excited about this, but a little bit disheartened to see the Bills trying to get just a ton, well, the Pagula specifically, trying to get a, a ton of public money for a new stadium. Uh, I'm not I'm not super crazy about that. So if we if we can get to that by the end of the hour, we'll, we'll start talking about that too. Start talking about subsidies for sports teams, how we feel about those. But first, let's talk about let's talk about the new CDC stuff that's come out. The media narrative coming out of uh, the, this past week regarding uh their their new uh, new recommendations for universal masking uh they basically the CDC and and some other public health officials are starting to, to talk about universal masking again saying basically if if the uh, number of cases rises to a certain level in in a region uh that they're going to recommend that everyone start wearing masks indoors again both vaccinated and unvaccinated uh and Monroe County, where I live, may have just passed that threshold. They may have had, you know, uh, I think they have like 50 cases per 100,000 we have now. So they're recommending universal masking again. And part of the reason why they're doing this is because this study that came out of uh, Providence, Massachusetts, and whether or not vaccinated people are actually spreading or able to spread the new Delta variant, right? So there's a bunch of interesting stuff that's coming out of this because, again, the, the type of folks that are getting most animated about this stuff are, are kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So we have, like, the New York Times folks getting all excited about this because, like, oh, my goodness, 
this is why we need to bring masking back. Maybe we need to bring back lockdowns. Maybe we need to get ready to, to shut the economy down again to save lives. The Delta variant is new and scary. Be afraid, blah, blah, blah. And then we got like the anti-vaxxer side of this, which is saying like, oh, look, the the vaccine doesn't work. We told you it doesn't work. You're, you're going to be vac- You're going to have to keep getting vaccines forever. You're going to get locked down forever. And, and these two narratives reinforce one another, right? We have we have the CDC that's undermining confidence in their own, you know, uh, well, not their own, in in a uh, a vaccine that seems to work pretty well. And then we have the anti-vaxxers who want to uh, want to discourage people from getting the vaccine. But in doing so, this the vaccine ends up providing a pretty viable solution for moving on from the COVID pandemic. And if fewer people take the vaccine, if we start to, to doubt whether or not it uh, works, well, then suddenly lockdowns to the general public, not, not just the, the far left, but the general public starts to look a bit more viable for them. Again, I don't agree with that, but these narratives reinforce one another. But I want to get down to, to the actual facts of like what actually happened with this study. What, why is the CDC recommending masking for everybody, and why, you know, we need to move beyond this narrative. And I think there, there's a. I'm not going to uh, uh, pull this from. There's actually a great New York Post article about uh, how conservatives and, and I think libertarians could do the same thing too. Can build uh, an anti-mask narrative that can be effective. But we're going to be in a situation where we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot, conservatives and libertarians, on this whole issue. Beyond frustrating. So let's talk about what actually happened here, right? So again, the the, the CDC, they, they start to, to pull out this recommendation uh, based on this Provincetown study. And I think it was Justin Amash, former Congressman Justin Amash, who, who mentioned this on Twitter, who said that he thinks that the reason why they're doing this is that they really want unvaccinated people to wear masks, right? For for all the reasons that they've mentioned in the past, basically, you know, they're worried about spread from from unvaccinated folks. In uh, that, in order to do that, they think they think that the only way that all the American people will get masks is if we have mandates. As if that's that's the only solution we have is to mandate masks for everyone. It's, the only, it's like the only tool they have in their toolbox is, oh, we just got to mandate it, right? We can't educate people. Uh, there might be some truth to that. I, I think it, it could be. Could be because we've seen it a couple of times during this pandemic. Could be another white lie situation. Like, oh, well, we, we have to we have to do this because the only way we're going to get these other folks to comply is to make everyone wear a mask. Uh, and and that's that's the only way we, we have to, to say everyone can do it because there's too many people who are going to lie about being vaccinated and they're going to go out and, and be unmasked and they're going to uh, spread the disease. And we're not we're going to have a, a harder time uh, getting hold of that. And I, I get the logic of that. I, I understand the logic of that, and I don't know if that's exactly what they're doing, but they've done stuff like this already. As I mentioned, they've already, you know, kind of twisted the truth or, or, or said something a little bit broader because they don't trust the American people to be told the truth, to, to actually get out there and, and, and digest and get the good information and act accordingly on that information. So instead, they, they do this stuff that continues to erode trust in the institution itself. It is hard to trust the CDC as a reliable source of information because they have done this so many times during the, this pandemic. It's hard to trust people like Dr. Fauci for that reason, too. It's hard to trust the Biden administration. It was hard to trust the Trump administration on this stuff because 
they've deliberately put out information that is not quite true in order to manipulate behavior. And I get it. I, I get why they're doing it because there's a real disease out there. They want to fix it. But every time they do that, when they really need to get people to, to trust them to do the right thing, that trust is no longer there because you got to wonder, well, why are they doing this? And again, I'm doing that too. Not, not just because I instinctually distrust the government. I get that. But because they have a track record of like, well, why, why is this happening? Why are you recommending masking again? Because the data doesn't seem to back that up quite yet, right? Like maybe the Delta variant really is very scary and it's a new thing and we need to figure out something to do next. But, but the data, they, they kind of got ahead of this, right? Like, well, what are we actually seeing here? Because in that study, there was a lot of there uh, 469 people who got covid and like 3 quarters of them had vaccines right and 80% of those had symptoms or whatever but this is a self-selecting group of people when you look at that that study you're like all right did some of those folks not report though did some of those folks not get a serious illness when you have a breakthrough infection is that indicative of a larger problem? When you look at the overall effectiveness of the vaccine, it's really, really, really good at what it does. Like the, there's this stupid article from uh, CNBC that said 125,000 fully vaccinated Americans get COVID. Out of the millions and millions of people who got the COVID vaccine, only 125,000 ended up getting a breakthrough infection. That doesn't prove that the vaccine didn't work. That actually says this is very, very effective, that very few people are getting sick, and that 99.99% of people ain't going to get a serious illness if they have a vaccine. It works incredibly well. And yet we have, this is the, the left side of the spectrum, the, the mainstream media side of the spectrum, start to sow doubt about whether or not the vaccine works because they want to promote a pro-lockdown narrative. And we got my... my Sorry, some of my libertarian conservative friends who are spreading the same thing saying, oh, it doesn't work. Look how many people got sick still. No, look at how few people got sick still. It's hard to look at the whole big picture. Again, New York Post had a great graphic on this, but it's just a small, tiny, minuscule fraction of people actually got sick. And in terms of vaccine effectiveness, that's pretty darn good. It's way better than what we get out of flu shot every year. It's a good thing. So there's a way to get out of this using voluntary compliance with getting people to, to get a vaccine, encouraging people to do that. And yet we have two sides, two extremes here who seem to be building a narrative for lockdown once again. All right. So that's all we got for this segment. But when we come back, we'll continue talking about this, why these narratives are getting built and more behind that data in the Provincetown study and why I think it, it doesn't quite smell right. All right. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We'll be back in a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe 
safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we're talking about who is building the pro-lockdown narrative uh, today and what consequences are we going to see from that? You know, we, we haven't... We haven't seen the lockdowns come back in New York State yet. We haven't seen the lockdowns come uh, or, or masking come back in, in, in my county where we're starting to see cases spike. Uh, but they could because there there's a lot of fear going around. And again, they, the mainstream media likes to build up fear of of the virus because well, it gets clicks. It gets uh, a lot of engagement, gets people riled up. Uh, and that's that's what the left wing is doing. And so now, you know, from from my, my left wing friends, I'm, I'm hearing all the time, like, oh, my goodness, to save the children who you know aren't really impacted much by covid. Uh, we, we need to, to lock down everything again oh, to, to save grandma. We need to lock down everyone again, uh, even though again, there's there's pretty good evidence that the vaccine works pretty well. Now, so again, let, let's dive into like why that province uh Massachusetts study is is a little bit suspect to me, and and I'll share the actual study for this too. It's from you know from the CDC. I'll, I'll post a link if you're listening online on on one of our Facebook pages and or uh, or on Twitter on YouTube. I'll, I'll share the study in there, and you can uh, you can take a look for yourself. Decide if if that's uh, good evidence. Uh, I always want you to be able to think on your own about this stuff. And, and if you disagree with me, again, give me a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comment online. We'd love to hear from you on any of these issues. But in this study, again, you get like 469 cases. Uh, three quarters of those were vaccinated. Uh, 80% of them had symptoms. Again, this is in a town of thousands and thousands of people on after a 4th of July weekend, right? There is, you know, a good number of breakthrough cases for uh, for the Delta variant. And that's something to pay attention to, right? Like, you know, is is the vaccine less effective against this particular variant of the disease? You know, now I don't I don't look at this as a political thing, even though the, the pro-lockdown and the, you know, anti-lockdown folks want to make it a political thing, right? Like, it, it's, a, it's a legit scientific question. Like, is this... Is the vaccine that's been pretty effective against COVID so far, is it less effective against this new variation of it? Because the the proteins are slightly different or whatever, so that, you know, your immune system can't, you know, doesn't realize that this new variant is a deadly disease that they should be taken care of right away, right? Legit scientific question to try to figure out. But again, with this study, it's a small, what it, what it seems like to me. It's a small, self-selected group of people, self-reported type of stuff. It's a small, limited sample size, not looking at the entire country. Again, maybe when we look at, like, the entire country as a whole, 
there's more concerning patterns here. But it looks like they're basing it off of this study and another study that was done over in India, too, but it wasn't done with the vaccines that are available in the United States. It's with a different set of vaccines, not the, the Pfizer, Johnson, Johnson, Moderna stuff. Uh, so that's, again, a totally different situation than what we have here. So it's not really worth considering. I don't know how much they're weighing that versus this Provincetown site. It seems like they're more relying on this. So a couple things about this one, again, is that, you know, because it's self-reported, there's a bunch of people who are not going to realize that they are asymptomatic carriers. If you are an asymptomatic carrier of COVID and you're vaccinated, you're, there's still not good evidence to suggest that you are more contagious than anyone else that you're likely to spread to other people. What the study said is that among the people who are symptomatic, the viral loads were just as high as the, the unvaccinated folks. But again, it's a breakthrough infection. There could be all sorts of stuff going on with your individual body that could mean that you weren't immune to COVID after getting the vaccine. The fact that the vaccine works as well as it does is, again, a darn right miracle. It's a cool thing. I love the technology. Sounds great. Now, just because that happens, though, again, doesn't mean that the, the vaccine itself is un, not effective for a lot of folks. It still seems like it's effective for most people. And taking this small sample size and then applying that to a countrywide policy, a nationwide policy, is ridiculous. We don't need top-down solutions. We should still be working towards local solutions on this. Now, the CDC and, and other folks said, oh, well, we'll just target areas of increased outbreak. And then we'll just have universal masking there. Again, what does that say to people, though, if, if you're someone, and maybe you're someone listening on the show is like on the fence, and you're thinking, well, should I get the vaccine? Should I get the vaccine? I, I'm young or healthy or whatever. And it, although, guys, I, I've talked to so many of you who are like, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm not, uh, I'm not old or unhealthy. And, and no offense, some of you guys are like 65 years old and, and definitely not super healthy. If you're in that bracket, you should probably get the vaccine. That's that's what you should do. Uh, uh, I, I love you guys. And I'm talking about some of my friends and family here, too. Like it, you probably should. You're, you're at a higher risk category. It's good for you. It's it's it makes sense. You know, and I and I and I only say that I love because I now know someone else I found out over the weekend. Who, yeah, I believe they're they're you know in the hospital in the icu with covid too and, and i hate to see that to happen to anyone that i care about so look into it please it's uh it is pretty effective but the cdc is undermining their own narrative here by saying well now the vaccinated they might be spreading the virus uh they might be carrying the same loads but you're not looking at the whole picture you're just looking at this part of it you're just looking at the people who are sympathetic symptomatic among all the other folks who didn't catch it you're just looking at the small set of subset of people saying, ah, look, it's still dangerous, so we should mask everyone. The 99.93% of people who aren't getting affected, who aren't um, showing symptoms, who aren't spreading stuff around, all those folks, well, we're going to ignore all that data and focus on this small, tiny thing. And it's, it's hard to do that. Again, the left wing wants to focus on that because they want to bring the lockdowns that. They want to have the government uh, jump in and save everyone. The government needs to do something about this. The government needs to uh, be the hero, and at any cost, if it saves just one life, we could do that. And again, some of my anti-vaxxer friends, and I still love you, but man, this is a frustrating 
position for me to see from you guys is saying, look, the vaccines don't work at all. The, why are we believing any of this stuff? That's not, that's not what's going on here. Look a little bit deeper into the data. Look at the study. Look at, look at people like Nate Silver uh, is a great resource for this. He started talking about some of this stuff. Look at what Justin Mosh is saying. Look at, uh, you know, again, some, some of the, the, the scientists who are looking at this stuff and being like, no, no, this, this narrative doesn't make sense anymore. We don't need to bring back masking. We need people to get vaccinated. We need the government to reinforce that. If that's what they're going to do, this, this, this stuff works. If the CDC is going to exist at all, and I'm not sure I want them to exist at all, but if they're going to exist at all, they should be giving good, unbiased scientific information here. And you can't help but feel that they're building a narrative for lockdowns. Why? What is the point? You know, either... They're being overly cautious, which they might be, or I don't know. I, this is, this ends up playing somehow into more of what Joe Biden's trying to do so we can spend another trillion dollars and get more stimulus and, and do all of the, the stuff that the Democrats want to do. It could be either one. Honestly, you know, I'm open to either possibility at this point. Like I, either they're being way too cautious, which they have been throughout the pandemic, or it's just a way to, to be a, a stalking horse into – Whatever nonsense uh, policies the Democrats are trying to uh, to push through nowadays, but this stuff kills me. Or you know, it, it, it's interesting because again, the the vaccine push started under the Trump administration. It may be legitimately one of President Trump's most successful programs is is Operation Warp Speed, helping to make sure that the companies that were already developing this stuff, the mRNA technology, and then saw an application for it once COVID came through, getting those companies the incentives to be able to, to get that off the ground even faster. It's a great thing. That That's one of Donald Trump's most successful policies is getting the vaccine developed and out. And uh, we should celebrate that. That's great. Again, you know, I, I know, I know, like people like Tim O'Connor, they they like to teach, uh, tease me, and and you know, get me riled up about Trump or whatever. But also, when Trump does something good, you know, and I don't even like big government programs, but this worked. Operation Warp Speed worked pretty well, but no one wants to talk about that part for some reason. I don't get it. Like the politics on this is is so mixed up. I, I, I can barely follow what's going on anymore. But you know, you you know. The listeners of this show realize, like, we got to look beyond the partisan uh, bickering. We got to look beyond whatever the media narrative nowadays and just talk about the facts. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the vaccine mandates that could come through that are going to, uh, you know, that are kind of happening now and kind of the difference between encouragement and mandates because I think it's important to talk about too. And then after that, maybe we'll get to some of the, uh, the sports subsidy stuff. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Give us a call if you want to participate in this discussion, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, we're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m., so give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Shout down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark, listening a little bit later. Love you guys here, too. And... Shout out to our friends listening online, too, on our Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution, the YouTube channel, or the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you're listening today. Thank you for being here. Give us a call, 585-346-3000, if you want to participate in the show or leave your comment online. We'd love to hear your thoughts on on all this stuff, too. And again, just to kind of sum up uh, what's uh, going on with, with, with all this is that the uh, – uh, the narrative is being built to reinforce lockdowns, to, to start those again, to, to reintroduce masking, to gin up enough fear that, oh, my goodness, the vaccines aren't working anymore. Uh, so we have to lock everyone down again. And the folks who are reinforcing that are uh, the progressive left, the, the folks who want to control everything and the anti-vax. Well, right and left, they're all over the place. Um don't don't buy into that narrative. It's it's a bit more complicated than that. Don't buy into that fear. Uh, no, vaccines seem to be working pretty well. And among all the new outbreaks, almost all of them are people who are unvaccinated. And I hopefully those folks, uh, if they get sick, they are able to survive and do well. Not everyone's going to though, especially if you're sick, vulnerable, or have pre-existing conditions of some sort. You have other comorbidities. Yeah. So if you have one of those, you should probably get vaccinated. That's probably a good calculation for you. But most of the people getting sick nowadays, they're, most of them are unvaccinated still. And that's where you're seeing all the outbreaks, especially down south. But you're also seeing it here in western New York as well. I, and, and kind of related to that, too, is whether or not the state is forcing anyone to get vaccinated. Now, this this becomes a hot-button topic among my libertarian friends, uh, because, well, we don't want the state forcing you to do anything, particularly when it comes to something going into your own body. We don't think that the government should prohibit you from putting something to your own body, nor do we think that the government should force you to put anything into your own body. And that's my stance is I'm against uh, vaccine mandates. And so Governor Cuomo, though, he uh, he mandated that all state-run hospitals, state-run uh, health care facilities have to have all employees vaccinated if they are uh, patient-facing. And, you know, I kind of get this, right? The, the, uh, if you are someone who's going to be interacting with vulnerable populations, 
you want to do everything that you can to make sure that uh, you lower the chances of someone getting sick. And there, there are good and bad ways to do this. Again, I don't like mandates. I don't, I don't want to do this. I, I, I don't. I'd rather the state not do that. But employers, on the other hand, could absolutely do that. They have the right to set conditions for employment. Many organizations set conditions for employment that you're not able to use drugs on the job. You're not able to, uh, you know, uh, engage in, in certain other activities on the job. It's, it's an at-will employment issue. In vaccines, for some employers, that, that ends up being part of it, right? They don't want to expose their patients to a deadly disease. The vaccines are effective at pre preventing disease in the staff persons themselves. And despite the government fear-mongering and media fear-mongering to the contrary, do still seem to be effective at because they're preventing symptomatic infections among many people. Also preventing, you know, spreading that disease to patients, so knowing this, they want to require vaccines for their employees. I can see the logic in that. That makes sense to me. Now it's going to make some of you mad. But if a private employer wants to do that, then that's their business. In fact, I'd probably be more likely if I had to like, worry about a family member who needed to get taken care of someone and they were someone who's vulnerable, I would rather help them get to a place that has those mandates than not. And that should be my choice in a free market, that I want to make sure that everyone who's employed at a place, if they're going to be working with a loved one, that they are less likely to infect my loved one with, a, with an illness that could kill them if they're in a vulnerable situation. So, no, I don't think that we should prohibit mandates for employers, nor do I think that the state should mandate that everyone get a vaccine. We should just let the market work. I'm sorry, if you're, you're an employee and you're at a private organization like a nursing home or whatever and they want to require that, that's their right to do it. They should be able to do that as a condition of employment. And I think that's a good thing. And as a consumer, I want that. It, it's not a bad thing. I know you might not like it, but as a consumer, I, I want to be able to protect either myself or, or other loved ones who are going to these medical facilities. Yep. Go and, and again, I know I'm gonna make some of you mad with that, but that's that that's that's what it is. Uh, and so so with uh, the the mandates for the most part, the the state, except for the the the, the state healthcare workers, they aren't requiring mandates yet. And I'd be opposed to that if they had the general mandate for this. Uh, I think with schools, it gets tricky. Um, and yeah, I might do a, a longer show on that type of stuff, right? Like if if they ever start to roll out vaccine requirements for students for COVID. All right, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And I know that's starting to, to bubble up in discussions. I don't think that that makes sense to, to mandate that for everyone, especially considering, especially for younger kids, well, which can't get the vac who can't get the vaccine yet. They're, they're so unaffected by COVID at this point. The teachers unions are mostly just trying to keep everyone out. But again, that, that's part of that reinforcing narrative. You get the hard left who's, uh, wanting to continually move the goalposts on opening schools. And then you have the, uh, the folks who don't want to take any mitigating factors at all. And then, but, but the kids themselves, they, you know, they, they're for now relatively unaffected by COVID. Thank God. That's great. We should be opening up schools in the fall fully and mask free. If you're a teacher and you want to get vaccinated, great, go get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, well, you're putting yourself at risk. 
that's your decision to make, I guess. We shouldn't uh, keep the schools locked down or, or mask up all the kids for that. Kids are relatively low risk, both to themselves and to others. Let's keep them open. Again, keep looking at the data. Keep looking at who's fighting over this. Who's making the most noise about this stuff? They're reinforcing one another. Us folks in the middle who just want to get on with our lives, who can look at the data and say, all right, this is what's a good decision for me. I don't want to mandate uh, anything from the government. I don't want to have to have a mask. I don't want to have to, to, to go into lockdowns. I want to make a good choice about uh, vaccinations. Great. Do all that stuff. Make your own decisions. Move on with our lives. Be able to open up the economy fully. But the extremes, making it hard for that to happen. Keep riling up people. Sending out misinformation, which, again, I know he... he I know folks uh, get mad when Facebook shuts down conversations about that stuff and making it difficult for us to have real conversations about the actual issues around vaccination and other things. But I got to call out misinformation when it happens, too. There's a lot of that that happens. A lot of it's contrarianism, too. I'd say it, friends, but, you know, I posted about this on my Facebook page the other day, and I I know I got some uh, negative comments about that, but I can take it. It's just that there's a lot of folks who who don't want to... (laughs) To acknowledge the reality of the situation that we're in right now and don't want to acknowledge like, oh, well, like the, the vaccines are effective and they're a good choice for most people. Unless you have a specific medical condition and your opposition to them in some cases is just, well, the government told me that I should do it, so I don't want to do it. That's, a, that's the end all be all of the, the, the discussion for some of you. And that's that's really frustrating. Uh, if, if you're outside two party system you're 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 looking at reason and logic as your foundational principles uh in human liberty i kind of don't get where you're coming from anyway end of rant on that stuff but i think that we do have a winning narrative here though if you want to prevent lockdowns if you want to no longer have mask mandates we can do that very got it the vaccine works great for everyone who wants it let's just open up let's ignore the the radicals on either side and keep pushing the message to open up. Trump's Operation Warp Speed worked well. Let's declare victory. Keep an eye on situations that could still change because they could. Maybe the, the, the Delta variant or another variant ends up being pretty bad and we have to reevaluate the situation. But as it looks right now, there's no justification for the government to continue locking us down into spending trillions of dollars. <laughs> Uh, on on all this stuff. And, and uh, Alice uh, online is asking if the vaccine is effective and why people, they got to spread it. Alice, I encourage you to take a listen to the beginning of the show, but, but eventually the long story short is that sometimes there's going to be breakthrough infections and they're going to get sick. They can spread it. But overwhelmingly, the vaccine works. That very few people who are vaccinated, only a very tiny, tiny percentage of people who are vaccinated are actually getting effect, infected and even among those who are infected, only a tiny percentage of those are symptomatic and able to spread the disease. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, Alice, that people are on the, the pro-lockdown side are spreading that type of message to scare you into going into lockdowns again or to scare some people into going into lockdowns again. But the vaccines do work. They are effective. They're amazingly effective. It's a great technology, and I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we have this tool to be able to prevent future diseases too. All right, so that's all I got on the vaccine stuff. I'll I'll, I'll give it a rest for now because I do want to talk about I want to talk about sports subsidies too. All right, so thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. Uh, give us a call if you. What, what, tell me what you think. Should 
New York State or Erie County be subsidizing sports stadiums. Give us a call, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. All right. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. We're live until 1 p.m. So give us a call, 585-346-3000. We're going to talk about Bill's thing in a second. I got one more comment uh, online, though. It says, uh, have an immune system. Uh, yeah, you know, if you get if you get COVID and you your immune response works, then you're probably going to be immune, and that's great. We should talk about that. But also, remember, vaccines work by teaching your immune system to actually attack the virus itself, thus preventing disease. That's how vaccines work. In the same way that you gain immunity from getting COVID, you also gain immunity by getting the vaccine. So, uh, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, So anyway, let's talk about the – let's talk about – Sports subsidies in general, right? Like this, this isn't something that just impacts Western New York. This is something that impacts people all over the United States, whether it's a minor league uh, baseball, hockey, soccer, or a a professional sports franchise. There is a massive temptation to dump hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars into brand new stadiums because, well, a couple different reasons. One is uh, a lot of sports teams will threaten to leave their towns if they don't get massive subsidies for these things. There's also the, the the carrot side of it. That's a stick side. The carrot side of it is, well, if we build a new stadium, we'll generate a bunch of revenue and that will bring a bunch of people to the area and we'll on net generate so much uh, taxpayer revenue from this that uh, it, it'll pay back itself. That never works. Never, never, ever works. It, you... If, if you're a government, if you're a town official, a county official, state official listening to this, we are not going to get our money back from that. Not ever. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, it never works out. If you can provide evidence that it has anywhere, great. But most of the time, it's not creating enough revenue in or around a stadium to justify that level of wealth just being dumped into a community. It's not a good reason to do that. Now, I mean, if you just want to say, like, well, we want people to be entertained, well, that's certainly something you can do. You know, you can say, well, we're going to spend a billion dollars because we want you, the, the, the people of New York, to, to have this form of entertainment, uh, and we think that everyone will benefit. Now, that's nonsense because 
not everyone is a Bills fan. Not everyone, you know, I'm talking about the, the Bills situation specifically, not everyone is a sports fan generally. Not everyone is that sports team fan specifically. So the fans and the, 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 the private organizations that MAC these should pay for it. Now we have this situation going on here in Western New York, unfortunately. So that I'm, you know, a Bills fan. I, I often, I'm not just wearing this for today. I, I often wear my Bills hat here. I usually go to one or two games a year. I got a nice helmet behind me. That's brand new yesterday. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Thurman Thomas helmet. And now they're looking to get a billion dollar plus stadium built in Orchard Park to replace the existing stadium. Now I get it. The existing stadium's old. All their teams have fancy new stadiums. See the one out in LA that was also a billion plus dollars, just a, a ridiculous amount of money to, to, to build the, the the combo Rams, uh, Rams Chargers one out there, and a lot of teams are like, yeah, we want that. It'd be great. Let's get a stadium. Let's get a dome. Let's let's build it up bigger. Blah blah blah. All these cool fancy things. But the question comes down to: Should the taxpayers actually pay for it? And the answer is no. Now, I'm I'm open to, to other creative solutions. If if you know it's a it's a capital expenditure issue, like could, could the state government get a loan? Maybe that's better if they if they get a bond or something for it. Maybe that's better than straight out giving the money, throwing a, a, a billion plus dollars at this thing. Right? The the the, the one and all are all the articles coming out now is one point one billion dollars. That apparently that's off by some unspecific measure, but. We don't know if it's higher or lower, but still an enormous amount of money and not unrealistic for the type of uh, stadiums that end up going up around here. Should you have to pay for that? Should the government give a loan for that? Should they just get a private bond? Who should have to pay for those things? Should the fans pay for them, the franchise? Who has to pay for it? Again, I, and I think that, yeah, if, you, if, if, this, if the, the Pagoulas, if they want to, to build a stadium in Erie County, they shouldn't put taxpayers on the hook for it. They should figure out a way to finance it themselves. There's no reason that the rest of us should have to do that. I mean, you know, if, if you know, I, I would end up subsidizing it because I'm going to go to a bunch of games. And that's great. That, that should be the goal, right? You build a new stadium. You, you get some revenue. That's how private businesses ought to work. And instead, what we're getting is, and I don't know how true these are, but this is what happens many times. When a team in any professional sport wants a new stadium, they start threatening to leave. So there's a rumor going around that the that the Bills are apparently threatening to, to move over to Austin, Austin, Texas. It's be the Austin Bills? I don't know. That doesn't quite have a, uh, a ring to it, right? The Buffalo Bills, and I know it's based off a whole thing. Are they, they're going to move down to, to Texas now? I would hope not. If they did that, then... You know, I would be, I got to be honest, I'd be so frustrated with the franchise that I, uh, I don't know if I'd be a fan anymore. Uh, it'd be, that'd be a really uh, hard pill to swallow. And I know that that happens to other teams all the time. They they move, they, they do something else, they do a thing. But if they are going to threaten, you know, the fans, the lo- very loyal fans in Western New York and, and, and the Buffalo Bills have some of the most loyal fans out there, if they're going to threaten us by moving to another state, Extort us like that, try to try to get uh, the state government or the county government or wherever to pay for that with taxpayer money. 
That's not something I can stand by. I hope that's not what's going on. I hope that's not what happens because, again, it's not worth it. In any case, I, I would not support state, city, county, any level of government subsidizing any stadium. It should not happen. If you want to do that, go out and find your own capital. Go out and do your own thing. That's fine. It doesn't end up paying off in the end. Uh, and there's uh, apparently I was just looking it up during the break. There's apparently a documentary that uh, I got to go check out. <laughs> Throw a billion dollars out of a helicopter. That's about the uh, uh, a baseball park down in Texas uh, getting built. Um, about uh, a stadium down there because we, again we we it's something that happens in, in nearly every community in the United States. It's not it's not a thing that's th- this situation is it's a, a playbook that is used over and over again to get taxpayers to pay for a stadium. And yeah, it's pretty gross in my mind that that teams would betray their fans and extort governments like that. But, you know, again, if you have any thoughts on this, make sure you give us a call on 585-346-3000. We have a couple minutes left. 585-346-3000. Let us know what you think or leave your comments online. Should governments pay for sports stadiums? You know, and, and, and because we only have a limited time left, uh, you can email me too. Just uh, you know, contact at afreesolution.com. That's contact at afreesolution.com. Let me know your thoughts. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode with me and Tim on, on Friday to talk about some of this stuff uh, because – it does. It matters. It matters because it's going to be spending your money. And even if and if you're a fan, not a fan, whatever, you know, and I, I'd especially love to hear from uh, Bill's fans themselves whether or not uh, the government should be paying for this stuff, uh, whether it's worth it to you, whether you're so worried about the, the, the team leaving our area, the only team in New York, I'll point out, that uh, you think it's worth it for the state to use some of our money to, <laughs> to uh, build a new – Shiny stadium for this team, Again, which would be cool. I'd love to see a new stadium. It sounds awesome. I've been to a bunch of games, uh, and, you know, I, I get the, the desire for an upgrade. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. I remember, Larry Sharp will be in tomorrow. Uh, I'll be back in on Wednesday. Thursday is Tim O'Connor, and then Friday is both me. Well, actually, no, Friday I think is the Liberty Show this time. For real this time, though. All right, thanks again for joining us. We'll be back later this week.